to have Larry Sharp singing for us. And you didn't have to wait in line or buy tickets. Well, I'm a Unitarian Universalist like all of you because there's that little piece of me that says you can't tell me what to do. And there's that little piece of me that's like, this is how I've always done it, so this is how I'm going to do it. The rule I'm breaking today is it is not officially Memorial Day. But I have sandals, open-toed shoes on, Sorry, Mom. And I'm wearing white. I should wait until tomorrow. And I was raised that way, in that kind of uh, household that, um, I think it's, I've said it before, is this southern genteel, genteel um, you change out all the bedding, you change out all the curtains, and it had to do with um, not having air conditioning, really. It was practical, but then it came down to me as, no, this is what a proper young lady should do. So it doesn't surprise you I'm not a proper young lady anymore, does it? (laughs) No, it doesn't. But I'm interested in, and Ken Jones, you, you touched on it. I'm interested in how culturally, this is summer. It's the beginning of summer, the gateway. It's not astro Astronomical. But culturally, summer begins Memorial Day, ends Labor Day, and I'm interested in how we pick these bookends that are actually quite solemn. Death, work, and those are the gateways into maybe a lighter way of living, schedule that's hopefully less hectic. Some of you on the academic calendar lucky dogs maybe there's a vacation in your life but we choose to mark that with solemnity with with loss with hard work and i'm not surprised that um our holidays are always this amalgam we like to make them pure and just about one thing but they're always messy and about life and always evolving um So they acknowledge change. And I'm interested in the white, because it has uh, many cultural meanings. We're all familiar with white as um, a notion of purity. It's what a bride would wear. And I hope you know, got the memo from my mother, you, if you are not the bride, will never wear white to a wedding, right? (laughs) Even if it is after Memorial Day, if it's a June wedding. And our religious tradition, the, um, the you-can't-tell-me-what-to-do set of people that we are, reject all the liturgical colors that a lot of the very formal religious traditions have. So white, say in the Catholic or Episcopal or some of the higher church Protestants, white is used on Easter, and it's used for certain kinds of masses to represent purity back to that bridal, all-inclusive. But then, but then when you cross the ocean and go to East Asia, Australia, I'm wearing the colors of death and mourning. 
So it's actually appropriate that I wear it. Ha, mother. Uh, a day before mother, uh, Memorial Day. Um, because it signals the reason it, it stands for death and mourning is it's also a signal of rebirth. That endless cycle. So I'm interested in this fluidity of rituals and how we pause, even though this is technically a holiday to remember veterans and those who've died in wars, we use it to remember our own dead. And I think that's what human nature always does, takes a holiday and makes it what we need it to be, what we need it to acknowledge. So in mess halls and homes all around the world, there's often a table set. So I'm going to do that. And the table is set with a white cloth. And that white cloth has meaning. That color white stands for purity and a purity of purpose. And I appreciated that line. I'm going to look it up from the Tao Te Ching that says, weapons are unhappy tools not to be chosen by thoughtful people to be used only when there is no choice. So I'd like to think that everyone who has gone to war and made that decision and made that sacrifice has done it because they realize there actually is no other choice. So for that purity of purpose, there's a white tablecloth. We're going to set a table. You know, we're religious tradition. We break bread together. So also on the table is a black napkin. And it specifically stands for, in our Western tradition, the black of loss and death. And on this table, it stands for prisoners of war. A lit candle. You know, I was going to light a fancy candle, but I'm going to take our memorial candle. It's already lit and doing the work for us. A red rose. Again, we don't do ritual, but the color has meaning. It's considered a symbol of the hopes and prayers of all those who are remembering who may be a prisoner of war, missing in action, or have died in action. And then this red ribbon is the determination to find anyone who has not come back from war. On the table, in the mess halls around the world, they put a cup 
glass upside down to represent this meal that the soldier is not able to eat. A slice of lemon. Because I don't know about you, but this symbolizes perfectly for me that when I feel deep grief, it is this um, sourness in the back of my throat. And that's what the lemon stands for, the, the bitterness of loss and death. And then, of course, the element of salt covers our earth by the ocean, and we came from the ocean, and our tears are of the ocean, salt. And the last bit is, of course, you know, the Oklahoma City Memorial, I I trust most of you have seen it, is this incredible display of empty chairs. So this table is always set with an empty chair. And many of you perhaps grew up in households that set tables and left an empty chair for the prophet Elijah. It's not uncommon to remember those who aren't here with a chair. So today we make room for this specific loss of a military member, a buddy, a family member, or because we have this ability to expand what a ritual may mean, Maybe it's the loss of a piece of ourselves. A loss of innocence when we understand that war is perhaps inevitable from time to time, that making that choice, even though we wouldn't want to, is about the loss of seeing the world in a way that we understand there is um, salt and tears along with joy. So I was going to offer us again, particularly those who have been to war or have a family member they have lost. We, we spoke into the space all hope members who have died in the last year. But for, for today, what if we expand to open ourselves to speaking anyone or even yourself that has been lost from war? Still a prisoner of war, died, missing in action. I give you time. May we hold those named and unnamed in our hearts 
and know that they made a choice that would be so hard to have to make. And to remember that it is right to mingle the joy with the sorrow, that this is the messiness of life, that this is the gateway into the summer. May we be able to hold all the tears and all the laughter. May it be so.